I'm Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. Welcome to the Hope Zone, moving you from a place of hopelessness and brokenness to a place of healing and wholeness, a place where hope is alive to bring you more peace, more joy, more freedom, and more understanding of your God-given purpose. Let's enter the Hope Zone. And welcome into today's episode of the Hope Zone with me, Brenda Caldwell, aka Dr. B. I'm just so excited. We are at episode number 24. 24. Yes, can you believe it? We are continuing our series on forgiveness, the struggle to forgive, the struggle to forgive. That's what we are continuing. Today is part two. Uh, We're going to focus on one segment, which will be, are you angry at God? Are you angry at God? We're going to cover that. We're going to cover what true forgiveness is, what forgiveness is not. Uh, We're going to just dive deeper today. If you did not listen to episode 23 on last week, you most certainly want to go back and tune in so that you can get caught up, if you will. This is part uh, two of a three-part series on the struggle to forgive. It is my passion. I am absolutely in the earth. Uh, I, of course, uh, am a clinical therapist. I'm going to put that hat on here in a minute and and everything, uh, because this is just one of the reasons that God literally birthed me uh, in the earth. I have literally come alongside people for over 18 years in my uh, practice, in my uh, counseling practice, teaching them how to forgive. Uh, I specialize in forgiveness therapy and have been called a forgiveness expert, I've written a, a few books on forgiveness, and certainly have an event called Surgery for the Soul, which has been blessed uh, to travel many parts of the world. Uh, Again, teaching extensively on forgiveness and then allowing people to experience true forgiveness in a therapeutic, uh, experiential uh, experience that uh, I'll be talking more uh, to you about. So I'm I'm excited about uh, today and what we have in store, what God has in store for you. You are my one. So thank you uh, for tuning in on today. The Hope Zone is all about bringing hope for every situation. Yes, every situation. And when we talk about forgiveness, it's a situation. When we're talking about unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and hate uh, and and just, you know, having grudges and having pain in your soul, uh, it's a situation. So I am just thankful to God. And so you're not just listening. Uh, You didn't just tune in uh, just to be tuning in. This is a divine appointment for you. I have no uh, doubt about it in my heart. Uh, I just uh, truly uh, decree and declare that you're going to receive something that is going to be life-changing for you. I really believe that. And so um, a lot of people have just heard it. And I know that, um, you know, I've been hurt. I've uh, shared in uh, episode 23 uh, last week that I've, I've, I've had to forgive. I, I To get in this seat, uh, to do this work, uh, to get to be uh, a therapist, to do the clinical work that I do, and to specialize in forgiveness therapy, trust me, I've had to forgive many people for many things. I know what it's like to be in pain, to have uh, unforgiveness in the heart, to have pain in my heart. I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know what it's like to have to forgive a, a murderer of a loved one. I know what it's like uh, to literally have uh, friends that I thought would be in my life forever that would walk out. I know what it's like to, you know, to literally be uh, betrayed by, you know, uh, a, a church having uh, uh, members uh, of, of, of church and church leadership hurt me to my core. Uh, I've, I've had so many experiences uh, as it relates to being uh, emotionally uh, wounded and having to still rise above to forgive. So uh, trust me, I've, I've, I've heard, I know what relationship hurt uh, feels like. I, I know the pain in the soul. So trust me, you're in the right place at the right time with the right uh, vessel 
That's me, Brenda Caldwell, a.k.a. Dr. B. So um, talking about forgiveness is just a passion. Uh, you know, if I if I get a little loud, <laughs> understand it's it's the passion in me. Uh, because I just want people to be set free. I want captives to be set free. And so as we uh, start back again today, I want to ask you this question. As we just start out talking about angry at God, are you angry at God? Uh, do you feel disconnected from God? Are you disappointed that God uh, somehow in your mind let you down? God didn't uh, come through for you when you were praying and you were in a painful situation when you uh, maybe have been, uh, when you were in childhood and you were praying and and and, and uh, maybe you were being violated physically, emotionally, sexually uh, in some way. And, and uh, you know, you were praying and you felt like God let you down. God uh, allowed you to go through that. And you've asked yourself, why God? Why? Why? Why did you let me go through that? Why did you allow me to suffer that abuse, God? Why? Why? Have you ever asked that? Have you ever asked that question? Why God? Me? Why me, God? Many of us have asked that question when it comes to holding emotions or hurt or pain in our heart. And we are wired as humans. Let me be real. We're wired as humans to blame. We have to blame somebody for our pain. Have you blamed God for your pain? Have you blamed God for that divorce? You thought that you married the person that uh, you felt like God showed you your maiden. You you gave your heart to this person and you married them and then they divorced you or you ended up having to divorce them. You went through a bitter divorce and now you're looking back. God, where were you, God? I thought you showed me this person. I thought this was supposed to be for life. And God, what happened? God, I can't believe that you, 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 this is the person, really, God, this is the person you brought to me? We blame. We're wired to blame somebody for our pain. And so God, the creator of the universe, I understand. I understand. We're wired to blame. And so if God is supreme and the creator of the entire universe and is in control of everything, then why in the world would God let us go through this suffering or why would God allow us to go through this abuse? Why would God not rescue us when we were praying for his help when we were in a dark place and somebody was abusing, somebody was hurting us, somebody was, was taking us through and we turned to God and we felt like God let us down. God. And so now let me ask you, on a scale of one to 10, if you had to get real, 10 was the highest, the best, and one was the lowest, the least. How would you rate your relationship with God? How would you truly say, would it be a 10? Would it be a one? Would it be a two? Would it be a three? Are you angry at God? Are you mad at God? Are you disappointed at God? Do you feel like God let you down? Those are questions to ask. It's one question being asked in multiple ways, but I want to break it down to you. I want to help you with something today. I want you to understand that one of the greatest deceptions in the world that the enemy can ever deceive and beguile us in is getting angry at God, turning away from God, turning away from God, turning our back on God because we feel like God turned our his back on us when we needed him the most. I want you to understand something. That in the sovereignty of life, I want to help you understand something. If you have been deceived to be angry at God, I want you to know that you have indeed been beguiled. To be beguiled means to be tricked or to be deceived into thinking something or, be or believing something that you think you have a right to think or believe or to do. 
There are many ways that we can be beguiled. To be beguiled in this sense of being angry at God, you've been tricked. You've been deceived to think, first of all, that you have a right to be angry at God. We have been greatly deceived to make God a man. So to be angry at God, and I hear people talking about, yeah, I'm just angry at God right now. You know, I, 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 I'm just mad at God. I, you know, I feel like God didn't, you know, come through. God let me down. God uh, let me suffer. I just don't understand if he's so good, why would he let me go through that? So yeah, if I'm just real, I, I'm going to be real with you, Dr. B. I am. I'm angry at God. Let me help you get free. You've been deceived. You, my friend, have been greatly beguiled, deceived, tricked, bamboozled. You have been absolutely tricked by Satan himself. That's one of his greatest plots and schemes against us is to cause us to feel some entitlement, some right uh, that we are justified in being angry at the one who gave life to us. You can get mad at your mama. Yeah, your mama gave life. She birthed life out of you, birthed birth you into the world. She birthed you. But the father is the one who created you, designed you, molded you, and fashioned you. The, the very one when he was separating night from day and, and, and separating uh, uh, the clouds and separating the moon and the stars and, and laying the firmament. And when he was creating trees and birds, when he, when he was creating the entire world in those six days, guess what? Guess what, my friend? He was thinking about you so much that he looked out to see when the world would need what he would put in you. And he decided at an appointed time, you would be born into the earth. So he is the one who loved you so much that he gave life to you. He created you and fashioned you, molded you and designed you. That God is the one that we have the unmitigated goal the audacity, the nerve to feel that we have a right to be angry at. I know you've got to blame somebody. I know in our humanness, we feel a need to blame somebody for our pain, with our, our suffering. But God, my friend, is not the one. No, it's not God. It's not God who deserves to be blamed. So let me break down a word for you. I want to break down the word sovereign. Before I share this word, though, I want to give you a scripture, Proverbs 19.3. Proverbs 19.3 says, the foolishness of man ruins his way and his heart rages against the Lord. In other words, it is foolish to get angry at God. It is foolish to have rage in our heart against God. I'm mad at you, God. I'm angry at you, God. You let me down, God. I'm mad. I don't want to have anything to do with God. I'm going to be an atheist now. I'm going to, I'm going to be agnostic. I'm going to be on the fence. I'm not really into God anymore. No, I'm not really into religion anymore. I tried that. I tried God. And, 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 and when I needed him the most, he wasn't there for me. So basically I'm really done with God. Oh, I'm just, I'm just over with God. I'm not really into God. I'm not interested in a relationship with God. No, I'm going to try something else because God let me down. The devil, Satan, loves it. Loves it. He loves it. There was a movie years ago called The Ghostbusters. So when you get in trouble, who do you call? The, the Ghostbusters? Let me tell you something. It is foolish. And I am sorry. I said it in the last uh, a, a segment, uh, the last episode last week, episode 22, when we started this journey, uh, the forgiveness journey of the struggle to forgive. Uh, 
I want you to understand, I am sorry that you've been hurt. I'm sorry that you've been in pain. I'm sorry that somebody let you down. I'm, 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 I'm sorry that somebody wounded you, abused you, hurt you. I'm so sorry. On behalf of the Father, I am a conduit. I'm a vessel. I'm an ambassador. I'm an ambassador of heaven. I am an ambassador of, of, of hope. And you may have heard me say that. So I'm in the earth to bring hope and to bring healing. So I am very sorry. On behalf of your heavenly father, but I'm here to tell you, it was not God who hurt you. It was not God who let you down. It was not God who 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 forsake you, who forsook you when you were going through. It, 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 it was not God who you were forsaken by. It was not the Father. I know you prayed and you feel like God left you there and, and he left you hanging. He didn't, he didn't answer your prayer, but it was not God. It was not God who put you through all of that pain and all of that suffering and, and that, that hurt that has now caused you to be angry and holding unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment. Re re uh, re uh, I need to hold revenge or holding a grudge in your heart or a bitterness in your soul. If you have all that, but you're angry at God because you felt like he left you down. You have been royally played by the enemy. You have been greatly deceived by Satan himself. No, we live in a fallen world. In this fallen world, people who are fallen, fallible, fickle flesh will go against the will of God. They will go against God's will. It has never been God's will for you to be abused or betrayed or wounded or lied on or, or, or mishandled or, 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 or beaten, come on, or raped or molested or, or for somebody to walk out your life, for somebody to steal your money, for somebody to some kind of way hurt you and leave you for dead, if you will. It has never been God's will. God did not put you in that situation. God did not plan for that to happen. He did not want that to happen. But I want you to understand in your humanness, in your humanness, you've been deceived if you've blamed God, to be honest with you. He gets the bad rap. God gets blamed for things that happen in our life that we don't understand. God gets blamed for things that happen in the world that we don't understand. So let me break this down for you. The word is sovereign, sovereign. If you're a note taker, you want to write the word sovereign, sovereign, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N, sovereign. God is sovereign. And what does that mean? That means that God is in charge of the entire universe. It means that he reigns supreme in the universe, which means God can do or allow things to happen in our lives that we do not understand. But if we will accept the things that we do not understand, God in his sovereignty will bring good from it. Oh my God. Just, you can just hit the rewind tape, just scoot it back, write the definition down again. Sovereign. Some of, sometimes you, you, just, you just need to listen to it over and over and over. Because this is a word that takes maturity and it takes humility to accept and embrace. So if you don't have an intimate relationship with God, if you have just a carnal knowledge of God, it's easy to blame God and be angry at God for the things that happen in your life that you don't understand. So even to embrace sovereignty takes spiritual maturity. I have to be honest with you. You have to really humble yourself to be mature enough to re re receive this, that God, yes, he reigns supreme over the entire universe. Yes, he does. And because he reigns supreme, God can do or God can allow things to happen in our life. He doesn't cause it. He didn't do it. But if he didn't stop it or he allowed it, Ultimately, in his sovereignty, he can bring good out of it.
only God can cause the worst tragedies of our life. The worst things that have ever happened to us. Only God can bring good out of it. Only God. And that's why when you talk about the struggle to forgive, if you can receive the sovereignty of God, I promise you, it helps you to go through the forgiveness process. It does. It will help you embrace forgiveness. I want you to understand God never, ever, ever purposely and intentionally wants us to be abused, wounded, betrayed, done wrong and lied on. He doesn't. He doesn't set that out But for that happen. But God knows these things will happen for us. And ultimately, Romans 8, 28 says it all. And we know that all things, they may not be good. They may not look good. They may not feel good. But in the sovereignty of God, mm, they will work together for the good. So what that means is that the things that have happened in your life that have been painful, that, that have caused you to be having bitterness in your heart and anger in your heart and unforgiveness and the things that have happened in your life that have caused you to just, just, just really hurt and be mad at someone and anger at someone. My God, I want you to really get this. When you choose, when you decide that you want to really heal that means that you're deciding that you're going to accept the sovereignty of God. For instance, somebody who maybe have been molested as a child and, and now you're an adult, you don't understand why in the world would God allow you to be molested? That's a fair question to ask because you don't understand the sovereignty of God, that there will be things that will happen in this world that we will never understand. We will never fully understand why it happened. But the, the, the ability to heal comes from saying, God, even though I don't understand why this happened, because it shouldn't have happened, but God, I'm going to accept your sovereignty. I'm going to accept the sovereignty that you allowed it to happen. And now that I've accepted in this sovereignty, God, I am asking you to bring good out of having been molested. I'm asking you to somehow bring good out of my life. I'm telling you, ministries have been birthed out of that, that former pain and, mi and misery in your life and, and pain has produced purpose, but pain cannot produce purpose until we accept the sovereignty of God. And so I would tell you, don't be angry at God. Don't be deceived. It is foolish. It is unwise. It is deception. Because at the end of the day, there's nobody who can bring good out of your pain but God. There's nobody who can turn around what happened to you and cause a miracle in your life or cause favor to hit your life or cause uh, a, just, just a miracle of, of redemption and restoration and raise you up and give you a testimony and and and, and give you a best-selling book and turn your life a book into a, a, a movie or a, a documentary. Or, or next thing you know, you have you formed this uh, this five hundred one c three organization. There's so much good that can come out of your life and your pain and your mess and your misery and your struggle when you accept the sovereignty of God. When you accept the sovereignty of God, you have to have a humble spirit and a teachable spirit. Truthfully to even be able to accept this teaching. I, I know that because the world that we live in is all about an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And I say that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, as I heard it years ago, it just leaves everybody snag a tooth and blind. We live in a world that if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. If you hate me, I'm going to hate you. If you do me wrong, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a grudge against you forever. But that's not God. So we're, we've been so wired to blame. So I want you to decide today to no longer be angry at God. The most powerful thing that you can do 
to, to renew your heart in terms of reconciling your relationship with God. If you've been angry with God, to be honest, is to repent, to actually apologize to your heavenly father and to admit that because you've heard this truth, your heart has been pricked and you realize that you've missed it, that you were looking in the wrong direction, that you were putting a wall up against the very one who is the only one who can bring good out of your pain and your hurt and the sorrow that has caused you to have unforgiveness and issues of, of bitterness and resentment if, in your heart. He's the only one, but he is not the one for you to be bitter at, angry at, hold unforgiveness toward. He is not. For God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Here's the first five words of Numbers 5, Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man. Let's get that clear. God is not a man, number one. And so he should not be treated like a man. He should not be thought of like a man. We don't bring God down to us. We are mere mortals. We are human beings. We are fallen, fallible, fickle flesh. God is perfect. God is God is amazing. God is awesome. God is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is the Supreme One. He is not. He is not to be dishonored by us being angry. And so if you've been tricked and beguiled to feel up until now that you had a right to be angry at God, I encourage you, my friend, my listener, my Hope Zone family, my one. That's what you are. You're my one. I do this podcast for the one. And I'm so sincere about it. I want to encourage you. Humble yourself and repent to God and ask the Father to forgive you. And he will. And open your heart back to God and say, God, I missed it. I was wrong. I thought I had a right to be angry at you. I thought I had the right to take my pain out on you. And I realized, God, it's time for me to stop looking at you and allow you to deal with my heart and allow you to forgive, to help me to forgive the one that I really am deep down angry at. I just, I thought that I had a right to be angry at you and I was wrong. I missed it. God, I was wrong. That's humility. It takes humility to do that. But I promise you, it will bless you. I want to move on. I have, you know, uh, some good notes I want to drop off. I believe that was a word. I believe that you have received that. I believe you've been encouraged by that word and that truth. I, I just do. I want to talk to you now about what forgiveness is. What is forgiveness? So when we've been hurt, when we've been wounded, if you're harboring unforgiveness, if you're harboring that hatred, this is what your heart looks like. It's that broken heart. It's that heart with all kinds of stuff coming out of it, all kinds of just, you know, anger and bitterness and rage. And it's just a heart that is just literally wounded. That's how our hearts look when we've been broken, when we've been damaged, when we have been offended, when we have been abused in some way, when we have um, really been mistreated by someone in some way, we have been wronged, betrayed, hurt, whatever it may be that is causing you to have a struggle with forgiveness, it means you got some heart issues. And this is all about being free for real. And it is possible. I don't care what the world has told you and made you think and believe about how hard it is to forgive boils down to being a powerful choice. But I want to drop off some notes. I want to tell you uh, what um, last week I talked about what unforgiveness is. And unforgiveness is an unwillingness to extend the same mercy to another person that God himself has extended to you. That is what unforgiveness is. It is a sin of disobedience to the word of God. There are scriptures upon scriptures about forgiveness. And from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible talks about uh, forgiveness. And um, I mean, it, it talks about it in, uh, 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 it says right here, 
in Nehemiah 8, 17b says, you are a forgiving God and you are compassionate and you're slow to anger and you're abounding in love. See, God's a forgiving God and he just commands that we forgive others. He says in Matthew 5, 7, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy. It's something about when you have a forgiving heart and you're willing to extend mercy to others. God says, you are the one who is blessed. Your life is blessed. You are empowered to prosper. That's what blessed means. Uh, one of the uh, the uh, uh, the Greek words for blessed means is makara. Makara means being empowered to prosper, to do well in life. He says the person who has a forgiving heart, the person who shows mercy, that person is blessed. That person is going to receive mercy. That person is going, come on now, to receive a prosperous life. You're going to do well in your life when you choose to forgive. John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. Mm, mm, mm. You also are to love one another. So forgiveness and loving, loving uh, our fellow human beings enough to forgive them is a command of God. Uh, it, it's just according to the word of God. It just is. And so many people talk about, I love God and love God. Oh, I love God. But God says, if you love me, you'll obey me. You'll keep my command. This is a command that we are to, to love one another. So let me break down for you what forgiveness is. Okay. Let me break down forgiveness. I want you to get this in your heart. Forgiveness is a conscious act of your will Forgiveness is a conscious act. So you're intentional when you're forgiving. It's a conscious act of the will to deliberately pardon a person who has wronged you. It means that you are choosing to free someone, to pardon someone who has wronged you. You are releasing that person who has offended you. When you are forgiving someone, you are intentionally, deliberately pardoning pardoning a person who has wronged you you're you're giving up your perceived right if you will to have ill will toward that person because we truthfully don't have any right to harbor ill will toward a person we don't and so i want you to understand that it takes humility here's the question do you want to heal for real mm. Do you want to heal for real? Do you want to be free? If you're harboring anger and unforgiveness forgiveness and bitterness in your heart, if you have a grudge in your heart, if you have hate towards somebody, if there's somebody that has wounded you, that person may be dead. That person could be at the mall. That person could be living thousands of miles away from you, but you hate to hear their name. You hate for their name to come up in conversation. You hate to see them on Facebook. You hate uh, uh, to see that they're still doing well. Why? Because they walked you know, out of your life or they, they, they hurt you years ago and it looked like they went on and you just can't get past it. Is that you? So many people are struggling. I know we've been hurt. I know last week I, 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 I said on behalf of the father, I'm so sorry that you've been hurt. I'm so sorry. But here's the thing. I just want you to be free. I don't want the person who put you in pain years ago. Come on. Who hurt you to keep having you in bondage in your mind. I don't want you to still have heart cuffs over you. I don't want you to be in a prison of pain and neither does the father. And the only way we get out of a prison of pain, the only way that we can cross over from hurt to healing is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the, is the uh, bridge that takes you across, come on, from hurt over to healing. That's what forgiveness does. Forgiveness is that conscious act of the will to choose. Come on, I got some words I want to drop off. I got some words I want to drop off from you. I want you to understand. Let me, let me, let me share. It's so much I love to share about forgiveness because it's been such a call on my life for so many years. And I travel the country. I've been to many parts of the world teaching on forgiveness and ministering on forgiveness and doing the surgery for the soul event, which uh, I'll be uh, sharing again with you. If you didn't get the news last week, it's coming to the Memphis area. You'll be able to participate. But before I get to that, I just want you to understand you have the power within you to choose 
to forgive. You literally do have the power uh, within you. I want you to uh, get a couple of words. One word is the word let, and this word go. If you've had a hard time, quote, letting go, the word let means to allow or give permission. And the word go means to move away from. So when you're talking about forgiving, you're talking about giving yourself permission, come on, to move away from the pain of the past, to move away from that, uh, that, 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 that mistreatment, to move away from that thing that has hurt you. You want to move away from the hate, the anger, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the rage that maybe you carry. If you want to literally move away from that, you have to give yourself permission. Nobody gives you permission to go to the bathroom. You do that. Nobody gives you permission. Come on, as an adult, to tell you what you're going to eat. You choose to get to eat. You choose to, to put the clothes on that you put on every day. You get that choice every day, unless you're in prison somewhere. You, you, you get, most of us get that choice. And even in prison, are you with me? You can choose the attitude that you're going to have about the food that you eat or the uniform that you got to put back on. Everything starts right here in the mind. So if you're carrying unforgiveness, you have the power to choose, come on, to allow yourself to move away from. You can choose. That's that word, choose. Choose means to make a decision after considering all options. You have the power to choose to forgive. That's what you have within you. You have the power to choose to forgive. You can choose to stay in pain. You can choose to rehearse your pain. You can choose to reverse your pain. Yes, you can. Because God has purpose for you and God can take the very thing that the enemy used to try to bring somebody in your life, to crush you, to defeat you, to destroy your life. The moment that you forgive them, I'm a living witness. God will give birth to a miracle in your life. He'll give birth to a ministry, an organization. He can give birth, come on, to a book. He can give birth to something that you never thought that you could do. He can literally do so much with you when you choose to forgive and no longer harbor that hatred and the bitterness that you carry toward somebody in your life. Now, when you choose to forgive someone, does that mean you have to have a relationship with them? No. When you choose to forgive, you are choosing to no longer harbor the hatred and bitterness and the resentment. You're choosing to extend the same mercy to this person that God has mercifully already given for, from you, to, to you. That's why Jesus said from the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. See, when you're choosing to forgive someone, you're choosing to say, you know what? I know you did me wrong. I know you hurt me. Yes, what you did was evil. It was cruel. It was cold-hearted. It was wrong. You, 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 you hurt me. You abused me. You, 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 you did me wrong, but I'm, I want to be free. And I want to free you, so I'm going to choose, not because I feel like it, but because I want to be free, I'm going to choose to release you, to pardon you. I'm going to choose to extend the same mercy to you that God has given to me. Doesn't mean I have to have a relationship with you. We don't have to be close anymore. I, in fact, I'm going to reposition you. Sometimes when you forgive someone, you then reposition them, meaning maybe they were a best friend and you went through a major you know, ordeal with your friend, your best friend, and now you forgave them, but you reposition them. So you move them. They were in a real close place in your heart, but you reposition them after you forgave them and you move them to another part of your heart. So maybe they're no longer best friend. Maybe, maybe they're your former friend. Maybe they are now, you know, a good friend, but maybe you've had to reposition and take that title back of best friend. Maybe they're no longer endeared in your heart. So it's okay to reposition people. And it doesn't mean that you have to have any kind of contact with someone just because you forgave them. And forgiving somebody does not mean that you tolerate and put up with their continuous crap, their mistreatment. doesn't mean that you're going to let them continue. That's why sometimes it's hard to forgive people because you say, wow, if I forgive them, they don't look like they're changing. They're, they're still acting this way toward me. Listen, when someone chooses to continue to some kind of way, uh, you know, violate your rights to be respected, 
You have the right to remove that person altogether from your life. Even if it's family members, you can reposition family. You can forgive and distance yourself. Come on. You can learn how to love people from afar. Doesn't mean that you have to, 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 to uh, fall out with them and have hate in your heart. You're choosing to forgive them is to bring healing to your heart. But if they are so toxic and you know that they are not changing and they still have like, you know, this, this bad uh, uh, toxic attitude and, and behavior toward you, no, remove yourself from that. Set those healthy boundaries. You don't have to come around them and you don't have to allow them to come around you, but you can still walk in forgiveness and, and have a distance. Are you with me? Set those boundaries. It does that. That's the thing about it. Doesn't mean that you have to be their best friend and have to be, y'all have to be close. You know, it's it's wonderful when we can reconcile with people who we've forgiven, who've hurt us, but sometimes it's just not possible, but it's okay. But you, you want to forgive because you want your heart to heal. You don't want your prayers being hindered. You don't want, come on, your favor being blocked. You don't want uh, 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 your finances being hindered. Unforgiveness hinders and blocks every area of your life. You don't want your health being destroyed. So you're choosing to give them that mercy and extend mercy to them, but you're not choosing to continue to let somebody mistreat you. Are you with me? Are you with me? I want you to get this, man, this is so... This is just near and dear to my heart. It's so much about forgiveness, so much about unforgiveness. I have so many notes to share. Uh, and I got I have one more week that I'm going to do this with you. And as I prepare to, to, to close uh, out today, I want you to I want you to understand what uh agape forgiveness is. Uh, the Holy Spirit gave me a, a a a word, agape forgiveness. Agape is the God kind of unconditional love. Agape is unconditional love. That's that highest form of love. Uh, that's that's the love that God gives us. When we do wrong, he still loves us. He, he doesn't turn his back on us. Uh, so many times, you know, we take our blessings from God and run. Don't even really say thank you. God still loves us. We fall short and we sin. He still loves us. He still forgives us. Agape forgiveness is unconditional forgiveness. Unconditional forgiveness is when you die to the need for anybody who hurt you to even say, I'm sorry. Come on now. Unconditional forgiveness, agape forgiveness is when you die to the need to be a victim. Three V's. You die to the need to be a victim because you realize we all just just if, if Jesus was persecuted, if Jesus was lied on, if Jesus was mistreated, come on. And, and he modeled for us to forgive. And we we say that we're followers of Christ. Then we have to realize we're going to suffer. We're going to go through. We're going to be dogged out or mistreated or wounded or abused. It's going to happen. But listen, you don't have to be a victim. The Bible says in first in second Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God who gives me the victory, who causes me to triumph. And so when you choose to forgive, you're saying, I'm not a victim, I'm victorious. I'm not the only one who's been hurt. I'm not the only one who's been molested. I'm not the only one who's been divorced. I'm not the only one who's been wronged. I'm not the only one who's been betrayed. I'm not the only one who has, who has you know, had a family member do something bad to him. I'm not, I'm not the only one. No, I, I, I'm going to do what Christ did. I'm going to love the person enough. Come on. I'm going to choose to forget. So I'm not going to be a victim. Okay. True forgiveness. Unconditional forgiveness. Unforgiven, unconditional forgiveness, rather, says I'm not a victim. Number two, true forgiveness. This, un, this, this, this uh, unconditional uh, agape forgiveness, it helps you to die. It, call, it means that you died to the need to even to be vindicated. V number two. When, when vindicated means I need some justice. I need him to pay. I need her to pay. I want them to suffer. Um, when, you, when you give up that need to have that, 
When you say, God, I don't, I don't have to be vindicated. I don't need to be vindicated. It's okay. Vengeance is yours, God. I just want to have my peace back. I just want to have my joy back. I just want to have my, my faith back. I just want to have healing. I just want to have your favor. I just want to reflect you. Come on. <laughs> Are you with me? I give up that need to be vindicated. They don't have to say, they, they, they don't have to pay. They don't have to, God. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm just so grateful you have forgiven me. So I'm going to choose God. And then, and, and then lastly, agape forgiveness, which is true forgiveness. Come on. Takes humility and it takes spiritual maturity to, to get to this point. But with God's help, you can do it if you really want to be free. You give up the need to be validated. V number three. You give up the need to be validated. Validated means you don't need them to say, I'm sorry. You don't need them. You give up the need for them to ask you for forgiveness, to say that they're sorry, to, to, to try to reach out to you. You, you, you just die today. You're like, I don't have to hear. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to choose to extend this mercy to you if you never say you're sorry. Woo! My God in heaven, I've had to do that so many times. Oh my God, you can do it. It's so powerful. You can do it in your prayer time. You can do it in a it's sitting in your bedroom. You can sit down and, and close your eyes and talk to that person like they're in the room. Come on, say everything you need to say. And you can tell them, I died to the need for you to even say, I'm sorry. I choose, come on, to forgive you. I don't have to be validated. My father saw everything. He's given me mercy, Matthew 5, 7. I'm going to extend that mercy to you because I want all that Jesus died for me to have. And I do not want you any longer to have power to block me from living my best life. So I'm going to choose to forgive you. Woo, my God in heaven. Well, as we prepare to wrap up today, ha, oh my goodness, this has been good. As we prepare to wrap up today, I'm going to share next week on needing how to forgive yourself, how to forgive yourself, how to forgive yourself, quote, forgive yourself. We're going to break that down. But as I've been sharing with you, I shared with you last week, let me share. If you want to really go through the true steps of forgiveness, my book called Surgery for the Soul, Surgery for the Soul, Healing for the Hurting Heart is available to you. It literally walks you through all of the steps, the how-to steps on forgiveness. People tell you to forgive, but they don't tell you how. Well, the Surgery for the Soul book literally walks you through the how-to steps. You can get it on my website, Dr. B empowers.com drbempowers.com you can also get this book on October the 7th October the 7th what's happening on October the 7th you will have an amazing gift and opportunity I talked about it last week. I'm going to share it again with you. I do an event called Surgery for the Soul Experience. It is a one-day experiential same-day surgery. It is literally equal to coming to a, a hospital and having a same-day surgery to get a new heart, literally to have heart surgery. If you don't know how to forgive, you're ready to forgive, you are, you're tired of hate, having hate, you're tired of having unforgiveness and bitterness in your, and anger and, 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 and just all of this in your soul, you are tired of being weighted down and you really literally want to experience true forgiveness and uh, uh, learn how to forgive in a real way, in a powerful way, and experience the surgical part of it. It's such a beautiful experience. We're going to be doing it at Brown Baptist Church, Brown Missionary Baptist Church on October the 7th. All you have to do is go to brownbaptist.org, brown as the color brown, brownbaptist.org. You can register. Guess what? Guess what? I have partnered with Brown Church. We have people coming from around the country Literally, this is an act of agape love that I have for you and God loves God's love for you. We're making this event free. We're making it free where you literally get to come on October the 7th. All you need to do is come get your hotel in the Memphis uh, area, greater Memphis area, South Haven, Mississippi, which is about 15 minutes outside of Memphis. It's really the greater uh, metro area of Memphis. 
It is going to happen on October the 7th, the full day from eight to five, we will be there. And it's the fastest eight hours of your life. It is very powerful. It will be like coming to Mercy Hospital. And so we're going to have you prep for surgery. And then literally for those who need to actually go through the surgery, we call it the forgiveness wall. It's powerful. We're not going to be having people videotaping. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a safe place, an amazing opportunity. And so uh, Surgery for the Soul is going to go forth October the 7th. You can go to brownbaptist.org to register. You can also see it on my website site drbempowers.com. If you have any questions, you can, uh, you know, email me at drb at Brendale Caldwell, or just uh, also email me at uh, uh, drbempowers.com. You can see the contact information there on the website. So I'm closing out now. I just want you to know, I'm so excited and grateful for what God is doing, what God has set in motion. God is amazing. He loves you so much. Truthfully, a heart that forgives is a heart that lives. A heart that forgives is a heart that is set free. We are going to be having a powerful surgery. And the book, you will be able to get the book there on October 7th. I'd love to meet you there. I'd love to sign your book, give you a great hug. I'd love to meet you after the surgery and the jam set is over. It's going to be an amazing day. So with all of that being said, we're going to pick up next week with if you have uh, issues with yourself, you've been angry at yourself. I talked to you today about being angry at God. I've talked to you about how to, how to forgive others. Listen, we're I'm being very extensive with this because I want you to be set free. So with all of that being said, tune in and share this. If there's anybody in your life that you know is struggling with forgiveness, issues, anger issues, hurt issues, pain issues, just any kind of uns and hurts and things they've not been able to let go. I know there's people that you love. Love them enough to share this episode. Love them enough. Come on to introduce them to the hope zone. Well, as I always say, the world needs hope and there's always a reason to have hope. So until next time, listen, I want you to do this. Hold on to hope like it's a piece of rope. Until next time. I'm so glad you made it to the end of the podcast. If the Hope Zone is making a positive difference in your life, please subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode. Leave a review and most of all, share it with your friends. And remember, from your worst day to your best day, there's hope in every situation.